Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. I'm your host Sheridan Decker and today I want to chat about what is the best diet for inflammation. Now I feel like this is a really important topic because so often women come to me with inflammatory based concerns so whether that's hormone stuff whether that's skin stuff like even uh, acne or psoriasis or eczema anything where we can see there is inflammation in the body but on top of that a lot of women have joint pain or poor um, ability to recover after exercise or obviously gut issues as well when we know there's inflammation uh, happening in either the large or the small or both um, in the intestines which is causing, I guess, um, imbalances or caused by imbalances in the microbiome, pathogens in the gut, poor diet, stress. uh, And then we see leaky gut lining, which then is what we call leading to a leaky skin. So inflammation is something as a general word that covers such a broad range of topics or uh, symptoms or concerns. So the key diet for inflammation like there's a lot of different dietary things we do but if it's just inflammation as a whole one of the best diets i did was the autoimmune protocol so i'm going to keep it short today and call it the aip diet Uh, now this is a really really well-known research diet and i want to break it down a bit today just because it is complex and there's a lot of key areas around it and most people don't go into full aip like the women i work with uh, generally start a more of a SIBO friendly style diet just to reduce their bloatings their loose stools their constipation Um, but this definitely incorporates a lot of elements of the AIP diet we just don't call it the AIP diet because we're not doing full AIP so the autoimmune protocol or AIP is all about healing the gut so I used to think of it as an elimination diet or what not to eat but then and this is what I tell all the women I work with is that then we shift our focus on what we should eat to make sure we're consuming the right nutrients and are really ready to heal. So one of the when I first was told about collagen and its ability to heal the gut and the collagen protein heals the gut, I immediately wanted to try it. So the only problem was I didn't understand exactly what it was and why I needed to add it to my diet. Okay, so a lot of people know that collagen is helpful and I have a whole podcast episode on this and about breaking down collagen. But to keep it really simple, both collagen, and I always murder these words, hydrostat, 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 and gelatin refer to a 
a type of connective tissue found only in animals and humans. So the collagen made for consumption is produced by cooking down this connective tissue, usually from a cow or a pig. It'll say um, whether it's bovine or sometimes we can see it's marine collagen uh, as well. So you know what I'm talking about. Those rubbery parts of a steak or the cartilage on a chicken drumstick, they're usually too tough to chew and they're usually discarded. Okay, so you have more collagen in your body than any other type of protein. Now, a decrease of collagen proteins in our bodies over time can cause all kinds of issues from wrinkles to weak joints, um, often skin concerns, hair concerns. Collagen protein contains a high amount of glycine and proline, which in turn build more connective tissue. So that's what the aim of the game here is to repair, rebuild uh, tissues. So you may have seen different brands carrying the hydrostatic or the gelatine in different colored containers um, but the two actually share the same amino acid profiles so the difference is that the hydrosolate is produced in a way that allows it to dissolve into liquids without gelling and these more quickly absorbed so think of your collagen proteins your collagen powders that you mix into hot and cold drinks um, so that's your soluble version and then you've got the gelatine version which we use for gummies roll-ups and um, other recipes so often you can get the cheap one which um, doesn't have all the health benefits which we use for things like cheesecake so collagen protein offers gut healing properties and is a really really important part of the AIP diet just because it's a natural alternative to our whey or plant-based proteins which are usually restricted on AIP or paleo diets okay so people are always asking well what protein powder do I use if I can't have pea or rice or whey uh, so, you know, and even things like um, eggs are eliminated on AIP as well. So it's really hard to get that extra bit of, um, yeah, a protein powder for convenience. So I find that collagen provides a good protein supplement um, and is pretty easy to add to your drinks or your smoothies or coffees or whatever it is. It's also not a good idea to just have a smoothie or a shake without any additional things, so without um, fat or carbs as well. So if you're having the collagen, mix it in with something so that we can balance our blood sugars. But do remember that collagen is not a complete protein, so it doesn't have a complete amino acid profile. So you still need to include your meats um, and your other pr like animal-based proteins in your diet to get that complete amino acid profile. So Switching Nutrition does one of my favorite collagen, collagen blends. So that um, combines bovine and wild-caught sustainable marine collagen. So it contains both, which is really awesome, but also contains vitamin C, digestive enzymes, so that you can actually absorb and utilize the collagen, uh, tryptophan, which uh, ensures so that helps let me get my words out probably that is added to ensure the blend contains all nine essential amino acids which is often where most collagen powders fall short uh, it also has glycine and glutamine to support that connective tissue and gut health really important if you're doing arp diet and lastly mct oil and prebiotic fiber to feed your good gut flora and provide metabolic support so if you're looking for a collagen powder you can get your hands on the switch nutrition collagen follow the link in the show notes or head to switchnutrition.com.au and use the code shez s-h-e-z at the checkout to receive a discount
Now enjoy this uh, episode on the AIP diet and let's continue to break it down for you guys. So what is AIP? So as I said, also known as the autoimmune paleo or also known as the paleo approach, uh, it is a science-based elimination and reintroduction diet and lifestyle protocol. So it focuses focuses, wow my words today, on repairing gut health, balancing hormones and regulating the immune system. Okay, so the dietary component of this, as we talked about with collagen, it includes removing food-driven sources of inflammation and restoring nutrient density. Whereas the lifestyle component looks at sleep, it looks at stress management, movement and connection to human and nature's okay, nature. Okay, So it's really important to understand that we're not just looking at an elimination style diet here we're going okay what foods are we going to focus on but also we can't out eat I usually use the word we can't out supplement a poor lifestyle but you can't out eat a poor lifestyle if you're in chronic stress if you're not exercising if you're not doing any breath work or meditation work if you're not moving every day if you're not connecting with humans and nature it's really important that you address that side of things as well so in 2012, Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, so she's of the paleomum.com, was motivated by her personal experience with autoimmune disease and experimentation with the AIP concept, and she began to use her PhD level medical. Uh, education in the medical biophysics to research, refine and write extensively about her protocol. So AIP as it stands today is largely the result of her work. So you can definitely jump onto the paleomum.com and go have a look at the origination of this diet. So there's two phases of a three-stage process. So the dietary component usually consists of an elimination and a reintroduction stage, okay? And then uh, there's kind of the three-stage process of transition, maintenance, and then the reintroduction. So we see the stage one transition to autoimmune diet. So that's your elimination phase. So that's stage one. And this is where we work on moving. So we have a process of moving one's current diet to the elimination phase, which the focus on nutrient density. So that's just a slow and steady process, okay, of starting to remove things out um, and start to focus on this. I usually break it down into the gluten-free diet. So start with removing gluten, then going into a paleo diet, and then going into the autoimmune um, protocol, just because I find that's easier than jumping straight into AIP. So once you've transitioned into that, so that phase one, um, unless you want to just go full cold turkey, then you go into maintenance um, in the elimination phase. So maintenance is the period following full transition. So this is to focus on food eliminations while concentrating on nutrient-dense foods. So this needs to be done 30 days minimum as it clears the state for a clear reintroduction phase. For most days, 60 to 90 days is more ideal. So minimum one month of full AIP, preferably two to three months, um, and then we can start to reintroduce foods in your stage 
three, okay? So first, I would just say first couple weeks, transition, start to remove all your gluten, all your dairy, all your bits and pieces out, then going to full AIP and make sure you're strict on the diet and you're including those nutrient-dense foods. Do that for, I would say personally, minimum eight weeks. Give everything eight weeks. If you can, 12 weeks would be amazing. And then we start to um, reintroduce things back in, okay? So that by the end of a reintroduction stage, we have an individualized um, diet protocol for you. So it will be nutrient-dense because you've added in all those nutrient-dense foods that we're focusing, which I'll go through. Um but it will also be allowed to include foods that are outside AIP but are tolerated by your body. So in the elimination phase, we're avoiding all grains. So that includes rice, corn and grains that, so your gluten-containing grains, but also your gluten-free grains. All pseudo-grains like quinoa, aramath, all dairy, all legumes, all processed vegetable oils, all processed food chemicals and ingredients, all refined sugars, all nuts and seeds, so that includes seed-based spices, um, say like fennel seeds, uh, coffee and chocolate <laughs> so, uh, because it's from cacao, okay? Um, all fruit and berry-based spices like black pepper, uh, all nightshade family produced and the spices derived from them, so things like tomatoes, all eggs uh, and all alcohol, obviously. All right, so that's a lot of foods to remove from the diet, but this is not just random guess, okay? Each of these foods was carefully evaluated for compounds that can stimulate the immune system or harm the digestive tract. So once the foods were vetted based on their allergen or inflammatory potential, they got the vote of in or out, okay? So that's why... We remove all these things. So it it is a lot. All grains, all dairy, all legumes, all processed vegetable oils, which most people have sort of excluded now anyway. All sort of food chemicals, which is um, quite an obvious one. All refined sugars, that's quite obvious. All nuts and seeds is probably the hardest one. And all grains and all dairy are probably the, the big ones. The nightshades, you can work around eggs is frustrating but you can work around alcohol is kind of like a, a no-brainer but the really important thing here is that it's not just about elimination we also add foods in so you have to be if you're removing all these foods you have to be adding in healthy fats bone broth organ meats colorful vegetables fermented foods if you can tolerate them fish and shellfish again if you can tolerate them okay it's really really important there is a very strong science supporting these foods in our diet especially in the presence of autoimmune disease they're incredibly nutrient-rich foods and they help fuel healing so very very important there are specific vitamins and minerals offered by each of these foods categories and a lot of them pack um, a very powerful anti-inflammatory punch, okay? So don't, please don't um, get grossed out by your organ meats and things because they are really, really important. 
Once you've done that, we go through the reintroduction phase um, and you are sort of tested in a specific order, beginning with foods that are most nutrient-dense, like eggs, um, and then sort of moving towards the least nutrient-dense foods, okay? So there is a full list of that um, in the autoimmune wellness website. So if you go to autoimmunewellness.com, there's a reintroduction guide there. So if you feel good after eliminating all these foods, why bring them back? Well, you don't want to um, leave these foods out of your diet forever. So the diet is the key of the diet to ha- is to have the least restrictive diet with the most nutrient dense foods. Okay, so if you can add in nearly all these foods, but you might be someone who reacts to nightshades and it gives you a lot of joint inflammation or flares your psoriasis, and that is common. So it's really, really important and really noteworthy to remember that strict AIP isn't meant to last forever. Okay, so. It is complex and it is hard um, and it's a lot to think about, okay? So especially when you're trying to reintroduce foods back in, like it's people find it easier to just go on a strict, you know, remove these things out, give yourself a time frame, do it, but then, you know, you haven't had your favorite foods for so long and then you just want to pull them all back in and then you binge here or there or you have an event and then you can't track and then it's really complicated when it comes to social situations so or holidays or when you're traveling. So you really have to be prepared. You have to do a lot of meal prep um, and I think that's kind of the big ones. Like you also do need to be sort of aware of your sleep and your stress and your movement and other things around it because some people find that they just get more stress being on a diet like this so you've got to be you've got to be in a good headspace okay so it's it does take a lot of work but it does show good results a lot of the time so even if you don't have an autoimmune condition I find that it's helpful because it helps to just make you focus on getting those key vitamins and minerals and nutrients into the body, okay? So sometimes you do need to be really aware that there's a lot of emotional considerations around this as well. So you need to avoid perfectionism, don't compare to others, find someone to support you through this because it's really hard to do alone and if you're a mum trying to do it for your whole family that's a big load to take on so you really again buy some good books around it, have some good recipes on hand and give yourself a time frame and also try not to do it when you have big events or if you do have a big event just forgive yourself, move on. 80 20 and off you go or you work with a practitioner to have that support and doing it i recommend doing it alongside functional testing because i think that's going to give you the best bang for your buck as to knowing what else is going on in your body okay so especially if you are struggling with leaky gut lining but there is a lot of parasites and bacteria that are causing that inflammation we still need to remove them out the body before we can um, really get on top of that healing process so i hope that was helpful there's a lot to unpack there when it comes to the aip diet there are some great resources which i'm going to link into the show notes on aip or you can flick me a message if you have any questions around them because it is it's a lot to unpack and it's a lot to understand and i think it's really important for you guys to not get overwhelmed with this stuff because i found when i was doing it, it was super overwhelming but i had to do a lot of meal prep and be really pre- 
come uh, prepared but it did when I reintroduced foods like I thought I was reacting to coffee but turns out I wasn't reacting to coffee so I was trying to find triggers for my psoriasis and I kind of worked out that it wasn't food based specifically unless I'm eating a lot of like I'm traveling and I'm not balancing my blood sugars my hormones are all over the place and I'm having a lot more inflammatory oils or things then I definitely notice it so I think that's a really important aspect as well um, to take into account the lifestyle stuff and what your day-to-day looks like because that's going to be a big driver of autoimmune things as well I hope that was helpful. Please leave me a sneaky review if you've had a listen and you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, Check out all the links in the show notes and yeah, hopefully I will be connecting with you on Instagram soon or jump into my free Facebook group, Gut Health Solutions. Uh, That way we can chat in there. You can post questions, ask away and I will help you out. All right, I'll chat to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.